Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Worship Q&A podcast. I'm Dwayne Moore. Each week, we try to answer questions that worship leaders are asking. This week, one more time, back by popular demand, we have Herb Armantrout. Herb is the worship pastor at Broadmoor Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's a very large church, but he understands ministry and how it can apply at any size church. And today, Herb is talking to us about one of my favorite topics, and Herb is extremely qualified to talk about this. He will be sharing with us how we can take our worship teams and our worship experience outside the walls of our church and impact our communities. You don't want to miss this podcast, so listen up. We'll have him in here in just a few moments. This is an excerpt from a recent teaching he did with us in our coaching sessions as a part of our coaching program. We had him in as a guest, so you don't want to miss what he's about to say. Please continue to pray for us as our U.S. team of six plus our Zambian team of four have come together in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe to teach close to 100 worship leaders and pastors for a full week. By the time you are listening to this podcast, we've probably finished that school. So now you can pray for our next adventure, which is to fly from Zimbabwe over to Kenya, where this week we will lead conferences in Nairobi and then in Mombasa. And these are conferences open to worship teams, pastors, church leaders throughout the area. So please pray for us and our team as we go and lead those conferences. And pray for our families back at home that are no doubt missing us by now, and we're missing them. If you haven't yet signed up for our next phase of coaching, you need to do that. You need to go to nextlevelworship.com and click on the training tab to sign up for our coaching program, which starts again in the middle of September. We have another phase of coaching. And then if you haven't yet signed up for our worship leader intensive, that's going to be October the 15th through the 19th in Louisville, Kentucky. You need to get in on that. It's probably the most unique, incredible event that I can think of that's going to help you shape your ministry and the future of your ministry. So please check those events out. Don't miss those opportunities for growth for you and for your team. So here's Herb talking to us about how to take worship outside the walls of our church. I love this. I'm fired up about sharing some things here. Yeah. Um, We know that uh, worship is our first priority, uh, but born out of our passionate expression of worship, um, we must share the love of Christ outside the walls of our church. Mm -hmm. And, um, it goes back to that thing that the measure of our worship is what we do outside um, the walls of the church. Amen. So um, the book upon which your, uh, the passage upon which your book is um, based, Dwayne, I think says so much to me and to all of us about um, how we as musicians are called to lead the charge yeah. in kingdom advancement. And so um, we talk about that. Um, a lot. So that is a culture that we work to develop here over uh, very intentionally over the years. And um, it starts, as I said, with a personal heartburn for the lost, because if we don't have it, uh, then it's difficult to uh, encourage that. We uh, discuss God's call um, in our, in our, to us as um, just believers to follow Christ and sharing his love. And then we discuss the reality that the reality is that in our culture, people are not beating down the doors of our church. And so there's people all around us who are dying and going to hell while we're worshiping comfortably. So 
we just began to ask God, where can we begin as musicians to share our faith in Christ through word and song? So here's some things that we've done in terms of preparation for uh, going outside the walls of church. One of them is um, we have every single group, uh, every single group, I think, without exception, uh, we do an annual evangelism training. And it's not like you come on a Sunday afternoon for two hours. It really is kind of woven into about two or three rehearsals about the same time each year. And we learn every year or review a plan for sharing our faith. ABCs wow. of salvation, four spiritual laws, Roman road. And normally I would tie that training into a pre-mission trip. So it's different times because the groups go on mission trips, uh, but we also do it with our senior adult choir, uh, who mostly ministers locally. Um, and we talk about how to have conversation segues um, that will work either day to day or on mission trips where we can move from talking about everyday common things to having a spiritual conversation. Um, so um, we're talking about this um at least once a year. And the hope is for high school choir, like in four years, a kid's going to know four different ways to share their faith, four different plans. And one of them is probably going to stick. He goes, I, you know what? I can do the Roman road. I can remember four, I can remember four scriptures. Yeah. Um, and in regard to mission trips, we just remind kids that, and all of our folks that missions is a lifestyle. It's not an event. So we're hoping that folks connect the dots between um, what we do as a choir outside or whatever the music team is outside the church to our everyday life. Um, wow. That's good. We talked about this one year. I think we we're headed to Washington DC with our high school choir. And <laughs> the goal was Washington DC, but some kid had the nerve to lead someone to Christ at a kiosk in a mall on the way to Washington <laughs> DC. We hadn't even arrived there yet. So um, it's good. the idea that, it's in route. Um, we also do role playing, which is a lot of fun uh, in choir. We uh, lead each other to quiet to Christ. We just walk through that so that it's not. We've had this conversation with a, a believer in our rehearsals. This is in singing ministers. This is in high school choir, all state youth choir, praise team, praise band, all of these groups. This is it's what we do. And it reminds us. And then we just connect it to music. In fact, the most of the concerts that we craft regarding whatever and using whatever kind of music it is, mostly contemporary Christian, it's built around four spiritual laws. We first sing about who God is and how good he is and how much he loves us. Then we sing maybe um, lift your head, weary sinner. We yeah. just go around that uh, yeah. stuff that, you know, we're just messed up. Um, and so we craft those concerts to outline the four spiritual laws. We don't do them necessarily. We don't always say all that, but it's a definitely, um, a process. Wow. Love so, that. Yeah. Um, wow. And then Love some that. of the places that we go, um, Man. to share the gospel, senior adults go to senior adult facilities. Um, and that's good. Uh, but one of the things that, um, we constantly talk about is remembering that, what seems to be our core audience, a lot of times there are people around caregivers of in senior adult homes are often much more receptive to the gospel when they see how we treat their clients. Mm. We sing in correction facilities, both with youth and adult groups. 
malls, seasonally, special needs facilities is an amazing place to share Christ. In fact, we have a special needs choir because uh, they share with such purity. Um, wow. City parks, um, city festivals, our contemporary worship band plays at the Crawfish Festival. We go to 5K races and sing the national anthem before they fire the gun <laughs> or play it. We have, you know, electric guitar players who do some crazy rendition of the national anthem. Uh, anything that we can do um, to be where folks are who don't know Christ, that's our focus. Man, dude, that's awesome. And, and you can do you, you can do malls still. They're open to you to coming in and doing a concert at a less mall. Less and less. Seasonal? Less and less. So yeah, it's difficult, mall, yeah. If we can get a mall now, our our default is uh, flash mob with something that okay. may, uh, kind of rides. It may not have a uniquely spiritual message, but it's something that everybody would go, oh, man, I know that song. Yeah. And then we're wearing matching shirts and we're sitting in the food court right after. It. So we're praying. That, and a lot of times spiritual conversations develop out of that. So we don't give up. Uh, okay. But you're right. Shopping malls increasingly will. They'll, okay. uh, they'll vet your repertoire and go, nope. You're not coming yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, um, okay. Can I, can I ask you a question just based on pretty much everything? Because <laughs> everything you're talking about is like crazy awesome. Like I'm blown away and I just want to move and go to your church. Like seriously. But how do you do so much? Like how big are your teams? How big is your church? Because I feel like as a, a church, like we do a lot. And now I feel like I just need to sit back and like just start over. Like I don't have <laughs> <laughs> like I'm blown away. How big is your church? Uh, the church, I mean, I, I, compared to, it's not real large, like 5,000. We run maybe 1,600, but I'm only responsible for like half, if that makes sense. Um, so, like like within know, all your different teams, like how many people are like, are serve in some type of music ministry, I guess, for your team then as well? There's maybe 80 to 100 in the adult choir and there's 40 or 50 in high school. 25 or 30 in middle school, um, senior adult, same uh, orchestra. So, so there's a number of groups, but I, I work with other groups outside. It's just, I think it doesn't, the team thing to me is your passion wherever you are. Your, if your passion is to mobilize the resources uh, that are entrusted to you, share the love of Christ outside your church. Um, I just, um, Wherever I am, whatever group it is, whatever the size, if we had five people in our choir, we'd be going, we'd be going somewhere. Just because I'm, I just, our culture is so messed up and so many people are going to hell and they're not coming to our churches. So we're going to the most, I don't even, when we go on car tours, we don't even sing in churches except on Sunday so we can be fed for the balance of the week. Wow. So, um, well, but there's just so, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, and I would say this too about prisons. That is the mission field. And you can go there with any size group. It takes some work. You have to have your IDs and stuff like that. But um, taking adults to sing in prisons is the greatest recruitment tool that I have in our worship choir, which sounds counterintuitive until folks experience it. And the chaplains that we're working, working with regularly now would contend that the next great spiritual movement in our country is going to come from within prisons. 
Well, aren't you already seeing that some? Uh, I know New Orleans Seminary has uh, classes going on. And tell us, tell us where you've ministered because it's a famous prison. Well, we've been to Angola, which is Louisiana's yeah. penitentiary, for uh, many, many years. And New Orleans Seminary brought in a, a campus there. They have adjunct teachers who come yeah. in and teach. And now they have a master's program. Southwestern Seminary <laughs> is doing the same thing at a prison we were just in in uh, Rocher in Texas. That's awesome. And so, and what's cool is those guys that are coming to seminaries in these prisons are graduating with degrees. And then Angola has modeled this by sending out graduates of their seminaries, their seminary as mission pastors in smaller state prisons. God, that's amazing. So it is amazing. And now other, uh, other penal institutions from many other states are coming in. Um, to study how this is working. The doors are wide open. Wow. And, Praise the Lord. Which is crazy because we can't pray in our schools. No. But we can present a 60-minute concert full of the gospel and give an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the other end of things. Well, I love how Herb ended that, putting it in perspective, that they can go into a, a prison like Angola and they can see many people saved. Why would we not want to do that? As much trouble as it may be, as challenging as it may be, as scary, frankly, as it may be, what reward there is in seeing people come to Christ. Thank you, Herb, for your example, leadership in this area over the years, and thank you for allowing us to hear your heart on this important matter, as well as all the other things he shared with us over the past few weeks in our podcast. If you have a question, something you want us to address on the podcast, please email office at nextlevelworship.com and we will do our best to get your question answered. Thanks so much. Hope you have a wonderful week.